0: I am Sandra Ezekwasele and you come to me for hard facts. Hello, Lagos. I am Sandra Ezekwasele and these are your hard facts. Living in the digital age means you're bombarded with information.
1: The federal government is asking Lagosians to
0: believe. Speaker of the House, Femi Bajabi. It's getting harder and harder to find the truth in the disinformation. Or to put today's headlines into context.
2: One no, of us who we'll just to me, Sandra, on my reach.
0: Sandra. That's why I'm here. I ask the tough questions that get to the root of things. The previous uh, election had... Um, allegations of rigging. Nobody has
3: been able to prove that 2018 elections
0: were rigged. Mm. I tell you the history behind the news. I need to take you back. I need to give you a bit of history. Now Zimbabwe has got its independence. I cut through the spin and show you the facts. No, I will, I will let you talk. Kayode, Kayode, I will let you talk if you let me talk. There's a reason why more and more Legosians are tuning in. 570,000 of 630,000 people. Hold on. It's actually now 674,000 people listening to hard facts. They know what they're looking for. I'm Sandra Ezakwesali, and these are your hard facts. Hello Lagos, good afternoon I'm Sandra Ezekweseli and these are your hard facts. First hard fact of the day we're getting reports of some sort of showdown near Second Rainbow Bus Stop Uh, the reports claim Okada riders uh, have allegedly set fires on the road in a showdown with police if you're in the area or you passed that area. When you give us a call, tell us what you witnessed and also stay safe out there everybody. Uh, One great way to stay safe is actually to listen to Hard facts uh, for breaking news. I have a great show for all of you today. We're going to kick off with the big three. Let's talk about the Lagos state budget's uh, provisions for training in tech and movies. Then let's talk about President Buhari signing the Bofia Amendment Bill into law. That's the Banking and Other Financial Institutions Act. There's some debate in the banking and uh, finance sector about whether the act is a new positive or negative and then let's talk about the debate over girl child versus boy child education there's a conversation raging on Twitter Uh, at least it raged this morning it was quite big so I'll bring that conversation to you and uh, hear what you think now remember you can talk to us on Twitter at Nigeria Info FM we're streaming on Facebook uh, Nigeria Info 99.3 we're also streaming on YouTube Nigeria Info FM Big uh, 3 is supposed to end early because it's Tuesday we're hoping that at 3.45 we'll have uh, a, fint, a FinTech um, uh, on the show the FinTech show with uh, Tunji Andrews he'll bring you FinTech today hopefully but uh, we're going to uh, move on to Community Report at 4 where we talk about uh, the state of roads in Bagada I, I understand Chukudi will have uh, members of the community right here on the show talking to you. On the big hard fact let's talk about the aftermath of 20th October it's been exactly four weeks since the Leckie Tollgate shootings. And since then, a lot has happened in the public discourse about NSARS. You just heard the news today where the president was saying he's not going to uh, allow another NSARS protest to occur. And uh, youth will be carried along in decisions uh, being made by the government to prevent another NSARS protest happening. You also heard uh, that uh, Africa Shrine. And uh, the Anikulapo family were sent a letter from the police telling them to not meet uh, about sars So we're going to talk about the latest things. We also have a, a protester who was granted bail today uh, without being charged. And CSP James Mwaffo, formerly of SARS, is being accused at the panel in Oka. We'll also talk about the army testifying about the shooting itself here in Lagos. So, so much happening since uh, October 2020, uh, 2010, uh, 2020. I'll be joined by Inibehe F. Young, a lawyer. I'll also be joined by Topway, another lawyer. Now, you get news updates on the hour every hour. After the news at 6, let's talk with Rufai. Conversations will happen at that time. Now, of course, uh, you have to listen to the entire show if you'd like to play just a minute. But let's bring you today's Big
4: Three. This is the Big Three. The
3: Big Three. On the Hard Facts.
4: On 99.3 Info.
0: All right, Lagos, we've got WhatsApp, by the way. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. In what ways can the Lagos State Government boost employment in tech and entertainment? In what ways... Can the Lagos state government boost uh, employment in entertainment and tech? Is Bofia good or bad for banking? Bofia, is it good or bad for banking? We'll have that conversation in a bit. Uh, We're also going to find out from you if your parents could only afford to send one child to school. Would it have been you? If your parents could only afford to send one child to school, would it have been you? We'll have that conversation right here on 99.3 Nigeria Info. I'm Sandra Ezekosili. Uh Lagos State wants to create more jobs in techs and the movies. And that's our first story. So, uh, yeah, uh, this morning... Sheriff had a great conversation uh, with the Commissioner for Economic Planning and Budget, Mr. Sami Gube. By the way, if you don't start your day with Sheriff on the morning crossfire, you are sleeping on a bicycle. Sheriff always brings the stories that everybody in your office will be talking about for the rest of the day or in the market or in the bus, you know, wherever you are. So you need to start um, uh, your mornings with the morning crossfire. If you want to be the most informed person wherever you are, then of course, um, Um, That's the show that you should be paying attention to. So anyway, they talked about the budget. They covered a lot of ground. They talked about a lot of things. Uh, You can actually catch that interview on our Facebook or YouTube, Nigeria Info 99.3. And uh, they spoke specifically about the state government's plans for job creation. And here's what Mr. Egube had to say about how their employment strategy is linked to their education strategy
1: the first place to to start from as to how we when we saw answers happen and then we saw the riots after that we we did some um analysis of it and apart from the demands that they were making um, we were all making by the way because we're all part of it um, the demands um, one of the critical thing we observed is that there was frustration in the land arising from unemployment. The mm. unemployment numbers um, continue to frustrate, right? Mm. In terms of holding out there, the population continue to increase, especially in Lagos, where the population grows largely by migration into Lagos, right? Beyond the natural birth process, right? So we felt, okay, where are the major, uh, what, what What are the two main um, challenges around, around this. One of them really is training because a lot of the people are, uh, even though they are unemployed, they are unskilled, right? And uh, as part of that unskilled situation, which was seen, those who are skilled are not particularly trained for what the industry required, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So you needed to, or uh, well, I mean, on the technology side, for example, right. there are gaps Right. There are needs there for to be employed. There are issues around cyber security, uh, around digital marketing, skills right. um, like that that are required. When you then go to places like uh, the Nollywood industry, which mm-hmm. is, uh, as you know, Lagos is at the heart of Nollywood in Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you look at it, you find out that a lot of the education going on uh, focuses heavily on theater arts. Right. Right. Um, On theater. Meanwhile, the growth area is film. Right. Mm -hmm. And they are not exactly um, um, similar or they are not exactly the same. You know, so we felt, okay. we needed to first do something around education, um, both long term and short term. Um, On the short term, we needed to then create a mechanism around which we will connect. Um, our training programs to industry. At the higher level, we're also training, we train about 100,000 students on coding and different digital uh, um, skills, right. uh, covering about six hundred and fifty-six public and private schools.
0: And then you had uh, Mr. Sam Egube, who is uh, uh, the Commissioner for Economic Planning and Budget on the morning show today. Watch the full interview on YouTube or Facebook. By the way, you can still uh, uh, um, get on Facebook today where we're streaming this conversation live. So Sam Egube is saying a lot of the unemployed are unskilled. And even among the skilled unemployed people, they tend not to be skilled in areas where there are gaps. And he's talking about gaps in two particular industries, ICT and film. Speaking of ICT, uh, remember, we're supposed to bring you FinTech at 3.45 today with Tunji Andrews, um, brought to you by V-Bank. I hope that, of course, it does happen, but we'll see. We bring it to you every Tuesday. You get to hear about the great things that young Nigerians are building in FinTech. And that's just one area of ICT and tech. Beyond FinTech, you have areas like Agritech. Enterprise tech, mobility and so on and all these fields need programmers, product managers, scrum masters, growth hackers, data scientists, um, testers, technical writers, so many other skilled workers. And the budget commissioner is saying that we could fill those jobs. But the problem is our unemployed legotians don't have the skills. Probably because most parents are telling their kids to go and be accountants and lawyers and doctors. <laughs> or read journalism like me. <laughs> but anyways, that's why government wants to focus on that. He told us about their plan to train 100,000 students in tech skills like coding. And I want to know what you think about this approach. First of all, do you agree with the commissioner saying uh, these two specific sectors, tech and film, need to be a focus? Film, of course, has um, skilled work like sound and film editors and cinematographers, etc., etc. But apart from tech and film, are there other areas where you feel Lagos has a competitive advantage and so government should train people for those fields? It reminds me of our conversation yesterday on the big hard fact about the AFC FTA. If you missed that, by the way, you should um, uh, look for that particular episode on our podcast. Hard Facts is available as a podcast. Hard Facts with Sandra ezra And listen to that conversation I had with the editor-in-chief at Tears. It was great. We were talking about competitive advantage. And my guest, uh, Tokumbo Athikuyomi, talked about Nigeria focusing on tech, on law, on telecoms, banking, and other parts of the knowledge economy. Does that also apply to Lagos in particular, do you think? 700 You can share your thoughts via WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. What areas should Lagos State Government focus its skills training programs? How do you think those programs should be run? Should you be through state-owned secondary and tertiary schools? Should government partner with companies that already provide training programs? Is the government on the right track here, do you think? Let's talk to Samuel first. Samuel is in Lekki. Hello, Samuel. Thanks for calling. Uh,
2: good afternoon, Sandra. Good
0: afternoon. Welcome. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, Sandra, I I traveled a lot. i actually been to Europe. Okay. Uh, I've been to South Africa. Okay. And then Sincerely speaking, sincerely speaking, there's a cliche with our politicians or our leaders. When they tell you Nigeria graduates oh, are unemployable, easy a lie. Okay. The job is not there. Now, mm. the question is this. Where are the big companies or the big tech that we employ people? When we are young, banks employ all levels to and they trade them on the job. Now, go to South Africa, all these the big companies. They have a big factory. They employ people and they put people there. An economy that is waiting for people to educate or to make skill of themselves eh, before they come. is a bad economy. Government should make an independent environment, invite this company, the business, BB business, then employ people, they train them on the job. Why should the government be, allow, be asking the, the, the graduates or the youth to train themselves before they can make ends meet? No, 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 no. It's a cliche. It has been great long period of time. And we are buying into that lie. We are buying into it. It's a lie. These people, these government people, they eat money, they destroy the youth, and they are spending money. They are not creating anything. Even the environment is not there. It's a cliche. I hear people say Nigeria are unemployable." It's a lie. When they go to South Africa, Egypt, and what have you, they are employable. The they hear you tell them they are not employable. Is a cliché. Please stop accepting that kind of ideas or the information. Is a lie. On new level, so they could be employed in a in a food company, in a big company, train them on the machine, train them on the job. They will get it and they will buy along. Is a cliché. Please stop it. Nigerian graduates, they are intelligent. Please.
0: Okay. Bye. Bye bye, Samuel. Thanks for calling. Passionate submission there uh, from Samuel. But hey, Lagos, what areas do you think the Lagos state government should focus its skills training uh, programs? How do you think those programs should be run? Do you think uh, it should be through state owned secondary and tertiary schools? Do you think government should partner with companies that already provide training programs? Is the government on the right track here? Or do you agree with my first caller, Samuel? Uh, Christian in mile two. Welcome.
5: Yeah, Sandra, good afternoon. Good, good afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all joy. I am in sorry, uh, the second rainbow. Mm. Where this is go is beyond, it's a big problem now. Okay. I reported on uh, uh, like these guys showing the money after Sharif. Right. Now, since 11, I've been here. And now, the, the many female men that are here is mm. more or less beyond their control. They are angry. They want to turn into something else? They have three star here one eagle, and one star, and two star trying to apologize to these guys to release the road.
0: Okay, and they
5: are not willing to. Do you, wh- what happened?
0: Alright. What started it?
5: They said the Lagos State Task Force came to raid bikes this morning. The Okada guys, okay, this morning. And I saw the bikes when I was coming from Oshodi. okay, I saw the team, and now. The, the, the commandant here, with my presence here, he said he called the ogre, and mm. the called Sohulu. Mm. Sohulu said he was going to return the bag that if you come down. Mm. And since morning... And now those guys are moving in hundreds with bikes. That are going to first start Police Station to burn down the station now. That's
0: happening right now.
5: Lie, this is. I am here. Here. I'm H- how do you here. know? How do
0: you know that they're going to go and burn down the That's station?
5: That's what they are saying, and they are moving there. Hmm. The bikes that are here are more than three hundred to four hundred. Now let
0: me find out something. Are bikes cleared to run there? Is that one of the places where bikes are cleared to run in Lagos? <laughs>
5: Yes, I, I don't know. I don't know it is that. I don't know the traffic, whatever, whatever roads. Mm. I only know about my area where I stay. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. But they're always in the express here because there's no road to Apapa. Mm. We only take bikes. Mm. We bring cars to somewhere in the estate and park in my field yeah? Mm. Then we take bikes to Apapa. Okay. So that's all I know. Well, so when w- they're going through the airspace, Art, Jack and and so on hmm.
0: well we do hope it will be sorted out in time uh, uh, Thank you it Christian
5: better stay, better stay too, because anytime 10 o'clock you know we now know the because for are magic at night.
0: Christian, thank that you for calling perfect. me. Please try and stay safe out there. We do hope that's sorted before it got it, degener, it degenerates any further. Henry in Victoria <laughs> Island. Sorry about that. Henry, if you can call back, please call back. If you just joined the show, I told you that Lagos State wants to create more jobs in tech and the movies. That was our first story on the show today. Uh, Sheriff had a conversation with the Commissioner for Economic Planning and Budget this morning, Mr. Sam Egube, uh, and uh, they talked about the budget and they covered a lot of ground and specifically they talked about the state government's plan uh, or plans for job creation and he uh, said that a lot of unemployed are unskilled and even among the skilled unemployed people they tend not to be skilled in areas where there are gaps. and he's talking about gaps in, in, in ICT and film. And I wonder uh, if you agree with the commissioner when he says that uh, some of these jobs, jobs like, um, let's see, data scientists, growth hackers, scrum masters, uh, product managers, testers, programmers, technical writers, that these jobs can be filled if only we had um, um sp- unemployed legal who had these skills let's talk to Chukwe chukwebuka in shomulu chukwebuka welcome sandra good to have good you on afternoon. the show good afternoon
6: i keep saying not obvious <laughs>
0: good afternoon welcome <laughs> how are you i'm very well
6: great uh, let me quickly um say something about what the color before the last said concerning what was what, what was going on or what is going on right now hmm. Because uh, a friend actually called me from that angle,
7: okay. telling me
6: the same thing. That's an eyewitness. Okay, you know uh, something should be done uh, uh, drastically to avert uh, this. You know before it happens. Mm. I just want to believe God it should be So, mm. yeah. And then uh, coming to the topic, I mean, I think uh, it should be nice if the Lagos State government, I mean, should do a lot. I mean, in you know, order to create jobs, because if you look around today many youth uh, the issue of the enters, and then the wanton destruction that happened the last time mm-hmm. at the case study mm-hmm. you discover that because many youths were unemployed they had the whole time on earth to come out and mass you know the, for, for those who protested genuinely and for those who came out to destroy all because all was because they were not deeply employed so if they can do that for me that would be great That will be fine. I think it will go a long way to reduce a lot of redundancy, a lot of um, toggery, a a lot.
0: Hmm. Okay.
6: So I just hope I mean something is that they do
0: it right. Thank you, Chukwibuka, for calling. We've got Isaac in Vestac on the line. Isaac, how are you? I'm fine, Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome.
4: Yeah. So I want to, you know, report uh, according to what the other guy called uh, says about what is happening going on in Vestac. Okay. You know, since morning, I left house around 10 a.m. going to uh, Apapa. Hmm. But when I get to uh, to pick somebody from Canal uh, K- uh, Estate, I think that person will continue. Because of hold-up, we say, let's take uh, Sele. On getting to Sele, Sele is blocked. We take Elasa from Elasa. We connect. We'll come out to Express again and run down to, to take Express to Apapa when we get there. Since morning, I have been there. It's not moving. Then I take this and I tell the guy that I, I'm going with that. He should buy the bike and go where he's going, that I want to turn. Hmm. Then I now turned and come out to Apple close to Apple Junction. I turned from uh, one road that link linked to First Act. The, the whole road is blocked. And these are all aboki the guys. They block everywhere. And they are making trouble. Local state government should do something about this because before it will escalate.
0: Okay. All right, uh, Isaac. Thanks for calling. We've got another Isaac in Ikeja on the line. Welcome to the show.
8: Yeah, good afternoon.
0: Good afternoon. Welcome.
8: Yeah, my name is Isaac, and uh, you asked a question hmm. right from the beginning of the program mm-hmm. that if my parent or anyone mm-hmm parents have to send anyone to a school among the children if who they, will if, be if,
0: and, if they could only afford to send one child to school, would it have been yeah. you?
8: I would have been the best, but I unfortunately I couldn't. I've never been to school in my life, oh. but I see myself as the best among the children that are supposed to be educated.
0: Did they send anyone to school?
8: Yes, I'm um, Three of my brothers have gone to school.
0: Did they send any of your your sisters to school? Do you have sisters? Uh,
8: Yes, I have sisters but it seems like none of them is really educated. And even the ones that have the opportunity, I don't think they really make anything through the... Can't see anything in them.
0: Mm. Isaac, we're going to talk about that story next but thank you so much for calling us. That's our second story on The Big Three. You're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. (laughs) Welcome back to your number one talk, news and sports station. This is Nigeria Info. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. It's 29 minutes past three. There's a very interesting conversation happening on Twitter and I want to bring it here as our second story. Somebody asked a very intriguing question. The question was, if your parents had only enough money to send one child to school would it have been you if your parents had enough money to send only one child to school would it have been you it's a powerful question if you think deeply about it because what this person is really asking is would your parents have thought that you were the most likely among all your siblings to use an education successfully on behalf of the family? Would you have been your family's best shot? You could also look at it another way. The question could uh, this person could also be asking is, are you the one your parents would have thought needed education the most? Maybe they would have thought, well, this child will know how to hustle or she won't need school as much as the others. Or this one has a skill. You don't need school, you know, for this particular skill. I don't know. So when you call, I want you to tell me how you think your parents would have made that decision. What factors would they have weighed? Would you have been the one that they sent to school? Or maybe you were in that situation. Maybe you were the one that he sent to school. Maybe your parents had to choose to send some kids to school and not the others, like my previous caller Isaac Nikaja, or maybe they put some kids in a better school than others. I don't know. I just really want to hear your stories here. And then another angle, somebody responded on Twitter and said that in most families in her ethnic group, the parents would have chosen to send a boy to school and keep the girls at home. Other people disagreed with her about that. So it made me want to ask what your own village or your own tribe or your own culture feels about educating girls over boys or boys over girls. If your parents could send only one child, just one, Bikin, they have five, they could only send one. They have two, they could only send one. They have three, they could only send one. They have seven, they could only send one. Would it have been you? Why or why not? We've got uh, Altine in the I think that's how to pronounce your name. Is that how to pronounce your name, Altine? Altine. Altine. Oh, Altine. Welcome. How are you, Sandra? I'm very well. Good to have you on the show. To have you
8: too. Mm. Yes, that question you
5: asked. Mm-hmm. If my parents were to send anyone to school,
0: mm-hmm.
5: would I have been considered?
7: Mm-hmm.
5: I think I would have been considered because I'm their first child. Okay. Yeah, being the first child, I would have been considered because if they decide to have only me uh, without my other siblings, I think would have I would have been considered.
0: Hmm. Okay. Mm. All right, all team. Thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Uh, Let's talk to Remy Nakoka. Remy, thank you for calling us. Remy, hi. Ah, I'm very well. Welcome. Go ahead.
8: Yeah, yeah. Uh, We are five in number. Three
5: girls two boys.
0: You're five in number? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm.
5: We are all sent to school by our Mm Mhm. Yes.
0: I'm, but if your parents could send only one of you to school, do you think it would have been you? Um
5: I can't really say yes, no because it's not a cost so. of okay. in my own family. It's not a cost so. of. Mm. But when okay. so it was war, okay, in the like had money, there was many money, mm. but they struggled so to send us to the school. So most of my so my neighbor would be so good. That we actually send one or two of them to school, either mm. boy or girl. Mm. Either either of them, absolutely the bright one, I move
7: the house.
5: You get that was the second choice. So my only choice made another. No,
0: choice. I I I know that I know the choice they made. We're having a hypothetical yeah. conversation where your parents did not have enough money to send all five of you to school. They only yes. had enough money to send one person out of all five of you to school would you have been the one? If you don't think you would have been the one, who do you think it would have been and why?
5: Well, you know, I started taking that part because that was in my case, so you no sense. Mm. And yeah, in the real sense, you know, every kid is left to sent to school. So you get so parents with that kind of mindset got it all wrong.
0: Yeah, we agree with you, but sometimes your mindset and the money, no reach. Why did I have
5: kids in the first place? I <laughs> they you to get all, uh, and return. Abi? So if do you
0: have, if you if you don't have money for, for sending all your children So you're saying education is a must. If yeah, you if you don't have money to send everybody to school, don't, don't have kids. Don't bring kids to this world. I Thank you. Don't you. Have money. I Thank you, Remy, for calling. Let's talk to Richard and Lecky. Hello, Richard. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. Welcome. Okay,
9: um, first of all, uh, my response I, I want to say that it's actually a very bad idea for I mean, for parents to unpick who to send to school, hmm. uh, because um, they never can tell who what um the children would turn out to be later. Because, um, for example, I would have thought that uh, if my parents were to make that decision earlier, mm-hmm. I would not have been educated.
7: Okay, why my do you younger think he-
9: bro- my younger brother hmm. was more like a star the star in the house. Okay. Although it's late now, so oh, you I'm never sorry. You it would have been a big loss. I'm sorry. You know, so um he was very intelligent mm-hmm. as a young boy, mm-hmm. even up to secondary school he was always the best in the school. Mm. You know, so my parents would definitely have the, would have thought that oh this one is the is the one that needed that needed education. Mm. You know, but today to God be the glory, I of course I when I was much younger I was much less stubborn.
7: Okay.
9: But <laughs> From university, things changed, and um, at least to God be the glory. Today, I have my professional certification, and I'm not doing badly mm. by the grace of God. Mm-hmm. And so. I would have said it would have been a great loss to my parents he when chosen he, when, only one. You know, if he was the only one educated. Now, so
0: uh, somebody else also gave another angle to that conversation and talked about how in some tribes they would choose to send the boys to school and not send the girls. Or in other tribes, they would choose to send the girls to school and not send the boys. Does this happen in your tribe or in your ethnic group?
9: Well, uh, that was—I think—that was long before we were born. Uh, we, uh, my, 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 my mother was um, a, 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 a recipient of such a culture. Okay. Yeah, was—I mean, on the on the on the bad side of of that such cult or culture. Okay. Because she never went to school at all because she was a female. The mm. younger, the brothers, the younger ones. All the brothers were educated, but huh. she wasn't educated. I see, you know, so I think that the culture had um had lifted before we were born, so okay. to say.
0: Mm. Yeah, mm. okay,
9: so it was it, it was a, it was a practice mm. all over,
0: mm-hmm. but not anymore. Uh, Richard, thank you so much for calling me. This conversation, we're going to have it again tomorrow at five. All right, so be here when we do. David in Abueda, how are you? I'm very well,
3: Sandra. How Good are afternoon, you,
0: I'm okay, I'm okay. Welcome to the show.
3: Thank you. Hmm. Um, okay. Um. I, I wouldn't know who would have been the person that would have been sent to school in my own family. Right. You are twenty-one.
0: Okay. Yet what?
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, okay. Okay. Like, like they say, so cute. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what? So- you cannot understand why I said I wouldn't know who that would be. W-
0: was it from multiple wives or one wife, yeah, one woman? Yeah,
3: polygamous. of course. Okay, mom, multiple wives. My mom, okay. my mom had eight. Okay. So, I, so I'm just going to relate it to my dad. Wait, wait, wait,
0: mom. wait, calm down first. Your mom had yes. eight? Yes. Wow. Four
3: boys, four girls.
0: Wow. My God, wow. Now, 21. Um, <laughs>
3: And unfortunately, Mm. I'm number 17.
0: Eh, 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 So, if or not be you. If or not be me. (laughs)
3: Now, now, as of the 17, Mm. the the unfortunate part of it is just that I still became the first graduate of the family. Mm. So, like the last two callers said, Mm. if you cannot train your children, please Mm. don't have one. Mm. My father was a a particular example of that. Mm. He didn't send any of us to school. We sent ourselves to school. Mm. So it's better I have two and, uh, and that's the end of it. I don't need to, I can give out the best I can.
0: Let me also let me ask be... you, let me also ask you what I asked the previous caller. Um, okay. so, the, so, some people, some person talked about some cultures where they send the girls to school and don't send the boys or they send the boys to school and don't send the girls. Uh, it, okay. d- does this happen in your culture?
3: Uh, I think attention is far more on the male child. Okay. But it's not, the female aspect is not pronounced. But, In in my own culture, attention Mm. is far more placed on the male child Mm. to the female child, Mm. to the female child. But regardless, Mm. I I think um, we are far more civilized now and I think those culture is gradually um, winding down, Mm -hmm. gradually, but Mm -hmm. it's still there in some. But in my own area, for now, both the male child and the female child are actually being educated
7: now. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Le- thank you, That's David, for calling me. I really appreciate it. Let's take a final call from Roland. Hello, Roland. How are you? Ah, uh, good Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome. Yeah, I want to continue to your uh, issue this afternoon. Yes, yes, yes. Please go ahead.
9: Uh, I love education. My mother loved education on the first side. Okay. But they put me in school, but I could not pick up.
7: Oh, okay.
9: And uh, the other the other boys, the girls, most of them, and went to school.
7: Okay.
9: When I married, I told when I married, I, I have two daughters, first and second, and a boy. Mm-hmm. I told them that whatever they don't do not do, and they will do it for me. Mm-hmm. But I have a we graduate now.
0: Oh, congratulations! In your in your culture, do they educate some some? Do they prefer to educate boys or prefer to educate girls?
9: And the former uncle Shah he had about uh, three, four guests, he refused to put them for education and say that when they if he trade them, they will, if, when they marry they will not answer the the name of the father i mm. That one happened for my village. Ah. I not consider that one for my own. I say since I don't go to any school any university all my children must go to university. Mm.
0: Ah, I see. And okay. that's what I did. Okay, well, thank you for calling and sharing your story. Like I said, we'll talk about this again tomorrow, five to six. But let me bring you our final story. The president has signed the Bofia Amendment into law. Some professional groups are not pleased about this. And that's our final story on today's uh, big three. So Bofia is the Banking and Other Financial Institutions Act. It's one of the main laws that uh, governs banking and finance in the country. Now, this amendment that the president has signed is intended to streamline some of the regulatory aspects of banking. But there's some controversy over some of what it says. We even saw uh, an open letter by the NESG condemning the bill. The NESG is the Nigerian Economic Summit Group. Now, let's at some of the areas of the debate. <clears throat> there's this issue, first of all, of uh, banking license approval. <clears throat> under the old BOFIA, if the CBN rejects your application for a license, they have to tell you exactly why. But under the new amendment that the president just signed, the central bank may now reject an application without giving a reason. So NESG kicked against that. The Nigerian Economic Summit Group, they kicked against that because they think it gives people in the CBN the power to reject bids without a good reason. Just settle scores. That's what the NESG said. Second, there's the issue of what happens if the CBN revokes a license that was already granted. Currently, if a bank thinks that their license was unfairly revoked, they can go to court. And at the end of the case, if they are right, the court can order the CBN to restore the license. We've seen it happen at least once before with Savannah Bank. Remember, their court case lasted for seven years, but at the end, they won. And CBN had to restore their license. But now under the amendment, courts are no longer allowed to order that. Now, courts can only order CBN to compensate the ex-bank with cash. NESG doesn't like this because they believe that that means at the end the CBN will get away with revoking a license wrongly and that the bank owners still cannot get their license back. The Guardian newspaper is uh, one of our media partners and they're reporting that many people in the banking and investment sectors are worried that this new Bofia will scare away uh, foreign investors. According to them, the analysts are worried that investors will say if I use my money to buy a bank in Nigeria, CBN may wake up at any time, revoke my license for no reason and all I'll get is, is a refund. All my time spent entering the market will be wasted. Now, of course, there are those who support the new uh, Bofia provisions. They say that the CBA needs the power to deal with banks quickly so that issues don't drag out, like the one with Savannah Bank. They want expediency. But Tunji Andrews is in here in the studio, and uh, he's a business guy. Tunji, let me get your thoughts quickly on that before I hand over to you uh, to talk to us about fintech today. Um, what do you think? Are these new provisions in Bofia good for banking or bad?
10: Um... To be honest, I think the central bank already has too many powers already, mm. um, too much power as it is. Um, so t- as it is today, if the central bank finds you um, without you being able to plead your case, mm. the central bank can't debit you mm. because they already hold your money anyway. So mm-hmm. they will just let you know we've debited you. Then you can then plead your case after the fact. Mm. Um, we 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 believe in the industry that there has to be a lot of a lot more transparency, and banks need to be able to say no to this to the regulator. What I mean saying no, I'm not saying you know become um rogue or go rogue. I'm just saying you should be able to challenge the authority to at least say we don't think this is the way it should be, but as at today banks honestly do not have that leeway to be able to um, go against the the central bank as it is. Hmm. You have to be very bold and you need a lot of the (laughs) Nigerian-ness
0: to be able to do (laughs) it. To get away with it. Well, it's time for Fintech today. Uh, Tundi Andrews is here to talk to you about uh, the latest with FarmCrowdy's big move into financing and insurance. Yeah.
10: Yes, yes, it's 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 not surprising. But okay, yeah, yeah. okay. We're expecting it, you know. The the agri tech business or the agri tech industry was beginning to get a bit funny, and then now regulation is entering into the space. So, you want to pack your bag and go to the next phase as
0: as, as as quickly as possible. <laughs> All right. So stay here with Tunji Andrews. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. Don't go away.